Read all the stories about BYU sports no one else has heard. Go to kslsports.com for exclusive columns by BYU insider Mitch Harper. That's kslsports.com. Welcome back. It is first and 12 right here with you on a Sunday. Alex Keery, Mitch Harper. If you download the podcast, you can find it wherever podcasts are found on any of the major uh, podcast platforms, wherever you find fine podcasts that you download yourself, you can find first and 12. Alex Keery, Mitch Harper, as I said, and uh, we're here. We're heard on the KSL Sports Zone and KSL News Radio every Sunday uh, morning and afternoon on KSL News Radio. And then, of course, you can uh, dip in onto uh, Unrivaled during the week, anything on the KSL Sports Zone, and then read Mitch Harper. Oh, tomorrow, are you guys going to have a normal uh, Cougar Nation on the air? Because, I mean, what are people going to do? Call in and, and uh, bicker about a game that wasn't? Or are they going to call in and, and, and complain about Texas and Oklahoma? What's going to happen tomorrow on, on Cougar Nation, Mitch? We'll have a Big 12 spin, I think, on Cougar Nation. But we'll also get uh, people's thoughts, maybe the best player through the first five games, some takeaways. What's maybe the game you're excited for the most? Because, yeah. hey, with this Red River game, maybe the game Ooh, that people yeah. are excited for more is now Oklahoma. Yeah. It's uh, it's exciting. So let's break down our featured uh, Big 12 game of the week brought to you by Macy's Grocery Store. Happy shopping. Macy's Groceries brings you the freshest fruits and vegetables from local farms and your favorite local brands. It's Macy's. Uh, proud sponsors of First and Twelve. Mitch, let's start off with uh, the Red River Ravelry. Red River Ravelry. Uh, everybody buckling down, grabbing a, a fried stick of butter at the Texas State Fair in the shadow of Big Tex there. <laughs> Uh, and it, it is a, it is a unique situation still because this is the, this is the old school Cotton Bowl, yeah. Uh, and I love to see that burnt orange and that I don't know what they call it, gross maroon or dirty crimson. I'm not sure what they go, Dr Pepper. I don't know what the, what the color is they call <laughs> Oklahoma, but to see that split right down the middle of the 50 yard line, it's always a really really great tradition. That is something that we will absolutely miss. From uh, from these two teams being in the Big Twelve, but it delivered. It wasn't the forty nine to zero blowout that we've seen in the past, and uh, thank heavens for that. It was a back and forth, and I think we're going to see these teams maybe face off again. It was classic, you know, Texas Oklahoma. It kind of reminded me of you know when I think of this game, I think of Ricky Williams flying in with Teddy Lehman and against Chris Sims. You know, like moments like that. Uh, Vince Young, Colt McCoy in these games. I mean, this is. This, this is a big-time game, and, you know, it's a little bit sad to see that it's no longer going to have the, the XII, the Roman numeral Big 12, on the field anymore at the Cotton Bowl. And it, it's clear, like, it's it's all about the SEC. Greg Sankey was there, and, you know, it's going to be a big deal for the SEC going forward. But I, I got to say, like, the one thing I feel like with these two programs in – the Big 12 is that they've always been, you know, kind of bigger than life. And it'll be interesting to see how they are viewed down the road. I know there's still a long way wait till next year, but how they're viewed in the SEC power structure because they're just, I mean, they're going to go in the deep end of, of college football with how just the resources that are committed in the SEC. And these brands are top notch. I get it. But like Texas's resources are endless. But it just, it feels like they could have. Maybe they become a one of them becomes a Nebraska and they leave this league and then they're just kind of a, a seven and five eight and four team. It, it's just it'll be interesting to see what they become in the future. But for one last go in the Big Twelve, it was a lot of fun and and I do think that they these two are clearly on a collision course to being back in Arlington for the Big Twelve championship game. I mean because from what I'm seeing from the rest of the league right now, I just don't see anyone else 
that could potentially knock off these guys, you know, one or two more times. I just think they're destined to be on a collision course for December. So I was looking at Quinn Ewers' numbers from yesterday's Red River game and 31 for 37 for 346 yards. And you go, done, Texas won the game. Oh, yeah. Interception, two picks. I mean, two picks and one touchdown. Sorry. I mean, it just falls off. A 31 for 37 day where you throw for almost 350 and you only throw a touchdown and then you throw two interceptions. And so out of his two incomplete, out of his two of his six incompletions out of the almost 40 passes that he threw, two of them are interceptions. And Dylan Gabriel, on the other hand, did not make a mistake on his on his throwing. Goes for 285 and a touchdown through the air. Both of these teams went heavy on the ground, both running for over 40 times on the day. But it was Oklahoma's rushing attack. Dylan Gabriel himself with 113 yards on the ground. Jonathan Brooks for Texas, who is looking like a really, really uh, competent replacement for uh, uh, for Bijan Robinson. Robinson. I mean, he's 22 carries for 130 yards, but they couldn't get it done. And uh, Oklahoma looks really scary. That that attack is still very, very balanced. 200 yards on the ground, 285 through the air. I'm not sure which team to be more afraid of if you're a BYU fan. I agree, and I, I thought it was noteworthy, too, out of the gates. I thought Oklahoma silenced any critics about them being a you know, soft team. A, you know, fake, like they were last a fake undefeated team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, because that, that opening drive, they get a pick on, on Ewers. And, I mean, I just remember even that opening kick, they, they, they just they swarmed to, to the kick returner and had some hard hits. I mean, they just kind of set a tone from the get-go. They were ready, and – you know, Texas has always seemed to be that team in this rivalry game where they kind of fold. Like I mentioned that Chris Sims game years and years ago, about 20 years ago. They just always seem to be the team where you feel like, okay, this is their season. They're going to roll through, go undefeated. But then Red River comes, and Oklahoma's the team that seems to always tends to emerge. And then when you add the revenge element here, like they had this year, it worked quite well for them. But, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, their defense, too, was opportunistic. I mean, you know to Quinn Ewers, they he had a stretch there where he completed 23 of 20 four passes one of those six incompletions was the final pass at you know the hell mary to to try to you know win it but I mean, he had a great game but oklahoma's defense did enough and they still have some moments where they're bend but don't break but they, they've got enough star power especially with danny stutzman in the middle i think about about eight tackles they they were just they were playing with a lot of violence and that's something you just didn't see at all last year from would, oklahoma okay re- be honest would you prefer to not see these teams playing one another uh, in the Big 12 championship game, is it some version? Are they both going to be playing one another? Is one of these teams going to be there and not the other come December uh, at the Big 12 championship game there at Jerry World? Well, if you ask me who I prefer, yes, I would prefer to not see both of them because <laughs> I would love the element. You know, why you have another SEC ceremony it's a swan in, song. in Arlington? It's a swan song yeah. for the two best teams in the conference, at least for now. I would love to see, you know, maybe a, you know, a Texas Kansas rematch with Jalen Daniels potentially. I know that's does that just sound weird to you, Kansas in a Big Twelve title game? Maybe <laughs> though, uh, you know, it's possible. We'll we'll have our Big Twelve power rankings coming up on the other side, and we'll see where the Jayhawks land. But uh, it's just it's just hard to picture through six weeks, Alex. Anyone, you know, anyone else right now? Like it just seems like it's such a sizable gap, and you know, tough time for for the league because. The last three years, this conference has had, 
you know, TCU, Oklahoma State, Baylor uh, emerge, and they've been real threats where it doesn't seem like there's that real threat. Like every game the rest of the way for both of these teams, Oklahoma and Texas, they're probably going to be double-digit favorites at yeah. least, and maybe even three touchdown favorites in most of these games. So yeah. it's going to take a remarkable upset for them to be knocked off by some of the other teams in the Big 12. I think if BYU is going to get to eight wins, you'll likely have to steal one from one of these teams. Yeah. Which one would you prefer, down in Texas, Oklahoma at home in November? I'd say Oklahoma because it's senior day, it's in Provo, it's the only time you're ever going to get – Boomer sooner into Provo. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be the spot. You got to think too, Alex, that the Big Twelve and the TV networks are going to put, you know, that as a late night game, right? Because the following week, Oklahoma has an early Black Friday game against TCU. I yeah. think at eleven a.m. I bet that's going to be a late night game. You know, cold weather. Oklahoma, you know, sometimes gets a little bit colder in November, but not to the levels that uh, Provo can get cold on a late fr- uh, Saturday night in November. So I think that's the game. If Cougar fans wanted to pick between the two, I think Oklahoma's the one, especially now with yeah. what happened yesterday at Red River. If you're going to go four and three the rest of the way, which is uh, really what you got to do to be able to get to that uh, eight and four mark, if you're going to steal, you got to win three games that you have to win, and then you have to steal one that you're not supposed to win. And that may be that Oklahoma game at the very, very end of the season where you're going, all right, Oklahoma, the very next week, has got to play one, uh, but, you know, in a short week. So maybe BYU can kind of trap them there in Provo. That might be the one to get. All right. But I wouldn't kick either of those wins out of bed. Come on, Mitch. Any one of those. All right. You think any one of those. Come on. Sight unseen. Let's uh, take the break here. We'll come back. Hour number two. We've got tons to roll through. Our power rankings are finally here. Where we're going to put everybody this week, a lot of shuffling. you got to figure it out. We will come back. So many different names. Where's BYU on this list? They're creeping on up, aren't they? Stay with us right here. It is 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone and KSL News Radio. It is first and 12. Stay with us.